0: If you're looking for ways to prioritize your health and fitness, run more efficiently, understand food, and somehow fit it all into a fun and family-centered life, you're in the right place.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 33 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today, we're going to talk about racing, specifically when a race does not go well or does not go as planned.
1: Or when you didn't plan well for a race. How about that?
0: Right. We can go along all of that fun stuff today. So... There are some times that you go out and run a race, and you feel great, and things go wonderfully, and you hit a PR, and you're so happy and so proud of yourself. And then there are those other times. I and mean,
1: then there's the other, like, 9 out of 10 times.
0: Well, I don't know about 9 <laughs> out of 10. It depends on your perspective, like, where you are in your running journey. Because when you're a new runner, a lot of times you hit PR after PR after PR.
1: That's true. That's and good then point.
0: As you become a more seasoned, experienced runner, you don't hit a PR every race, and you realize how difficult some races can be.
1: Yeah, and you realize the difference between trying to hit a PR and trying to race the people in the race with you. It, there's a lot more going on.
0: Right, and I think that a lot of people don't really understand the concept of racing other people in the um, the race unless they're a cross country runner or a high school runner or have had that kind of competitive racing experience because I think a lot of runners that start running later on in life, um, you know, as an adult or post baby or whatnot, a lot of times you're just fighting yourself and you're racing yourself and you're racing your, against your own desire to quit.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And I mean, there's a lot of people that are doing it for, for fitness, for their general health, to inspire those around them. Sometimes they're racing a the clock, but very few people in a race are directly racing those around them.
0: Right. And I think that, I mean, all of those other reasons that people run a race are fantastic. And that's, I think, the majority of the people probably listening to this run it for all of those reasons. But you typically run races to try to win them. And I think that's a different level and pretty amazing. But I think that there's a lot of lessons that all of us could learn by listening to you and kind of your thought process behind what you think and what goes on when you enter a race with that mindset of trying to win and trying to beat other people.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you got to show up and bring the best that you possibly can on that day Yeah, with with knowing full well that the best you have on that day still might not be enough. Right. Or maybe it's not your day. Maybe you're not feeling great and somehow the way it all plays out, it still ends up being your day. Like you, you weren't feeling good, but mm-hmm. you were feeling better than the guy next to you, and right. that was enough on that day.
0: Right, yeah, because I know when I enter a race, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, I don't really enter a race thinking that I wanna beat somebody else. Like I'm going out there to run my best, and so it's a very internal thing.
1: So before a race, do you look around and size up anybody around you? Like, wow, well, that person looks pretty quick.
0: Um. I, not really, like not in a competitive way, more as I wonder how fast that person is because maybe I could try to keep up with them. Maybe right. they can try to pace me. Like I look around to see who I might be able to hang with to, right. to pull me to PRs, see, like to, to pull me to the pace that I want to run.
1: Yeah, I uh, I stare at like everybody's shoes. I check out like the length of the running shorts the guys are wearing because generally, if you're if you're going pretty quick, you probably don't have shorts anywhere near your knees. You're wearing <laughs> racing flats. Oh, they're much higher. There's they're a much- lot of a lot of visible thigh. <laughs> people that are actually doing strides before the race and like mm-hmm. like they they they've got some sort of like pre-race routine that they always do that's a sign that they're probably in it to race. Right.
0: So you kind of size up your competition yes. whereas I kind of look around and think who should I kind of try to hang with to help pull me to my best time. Right. Yeah. So that's <laughs> kind of funny. You're just like, okay, who do I need to beat today?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: So You had a race this morning and that's what we're going to talk about today and you were going into this race hoping to win. There was a, a great prize package that you were really looking forward to winning and unfortunately it just didn't happen today.
1: No, prize pack for the top three and uh, fairly early in the race, somewhere around the one mile mark, there was a breakaway of about four of us and it it makes a turn in the course so you can look behind and check without being obvious that you're looking behind and checking and there was a gap before it got to number five and I was like, okay, well, three out of these four people will get a prize.
0: Right. And unfortunately, you were number four crossing the finish line. (laughs) So let's talk about what went wrong
1: um well early in the race pretty early first off the, the weather conditions it, it was yucky and rainy and then it stopped for the race but it was still pretty humid and gross it was um but i mean that that's not really on me it's that's, that's kind of everybody has to deal with humid and gross and, and i knew that was coming going in right um but yeah
0: hiding in the car for like 15 <laughs> minutes Uh, about a half an hour prior to the race because it was pouring down rain, probably wasn't great on the body.
1: Well, yeah, I had just started to do drills and I was going to get that stuff taken care of, kind of get my pre-race routine going, little drills, little stretch, do some leg swings and, and all of my like pre-race stuff that I like to do. And instead I I leapt into the car, avoided the rain and sat in a booster seat for like 10 minutes.
0: Right. It might've been better if you would have like gone under the shelter and done some of the hip swings and stuff under there and stayed on your feet.
1: Probably. But you know, I kind of enjoy hanging out with you guys before the race also.
0: I know there's the dad coming in. (laughs) So early on in the race. So how did you feel at the starting line then?
1: Starting line was fine. Um, you know, I, the the weather cleared up i was able to get to the line i got in some strides and there's a lot before the, the race on this one and, and I know that coming in we've done this race repeatedly there's there's a prayer beforehand there's the singing of the national anthem the presentation of the color guard by one of the local high schools like there's a lot before the race of just standing on the line where you have to kind of still be ready and and they fire the gun and this race always goes out super fast Okay. there's like a pack of small kids from uh, I don't the know. running group yeah well no it's not the running group the running group places themselves where they should be. There's a pack of kids from like a uh taekwondo thing or something oh, really? that have like a herd of 15 of them on the starting line oh, that's annoying. and so like all of the top runners sort of cluster over to the right and they fire the gun and there's like six to ten guys that all just take off flying for the first like quarter mile and you know it's coming and it's like it's way faster than i want to go out but right. it happens every year
0: right so you were mentally you were kind of prepared for that
1: i was ready for that uh turns out i was not totally physically prepared for that i hit the half mile mark and was already feeling it in the legs
0: Yeah, I think that's probably right around where I saw you. I think I saw you just after that, and I could already tell by the look on your face and your running form that you were not feeling well.
1: Yeah. I mean, you saw me at like three quarters. I was with the group. Like there was a, a breakaway of four pretty early in the race and I was with them through the half. Right. And by the time I saw you at three quarters, you have to kind of like dip under a bridge. You were
0: a couple steps behind. Uh, yeah.
1: I had already lost two to three steps. Right. And I heard, go daddy. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to have to see them three more times. And I'm not sure the third time I see them is going to be a happiest of times.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Which is I, not
1: a, not a good thought to have that early in the race.
0: Yeah. That's kind of the negative thoughts creeping in and instead of trying to replace those with the positives. So, you told me though that you were trying to kind of reframe your thoughts throughout though and try to focus on some more of the positive stuff.
1: I really was. Like every time a negative thought would come in, I tried to to twist it, you know. I mean, I've been I've been doing a lot of reading on like the mental side of running, and one of them is is really like part of fatigue is is your brain saying yeah, I'm not sure I can handle this right now. Right, um, and you need to make sh- to have a, a curious mindset towards racing. Of you know, this might not go well. This might go well. Let's see what I've got today. I'm curious what's going to happen. And it's not really a positive or a negative. It's the first time I've really tried to race with this mindset. Hmm. Um, but physically, I don't think I had it today. So I. I had to, I was really pushing the limits of that mindset and I don't think it's a bad one for me just because it didn't pan out super well today. Mm -hmm. There were some phenomenal guys in the race and, um, I physically, I just, I wasn't, I just didn't seem to have it today.
0: And why do you think that was? So I, I, I like what you were just saying about the racing curiosity, that is very intriguing to me. Um, but I'm wondering, should we talk about that now? Or do you want to kind of talk about that later as we kind of wrap up?
1: Let's put that more into the wrap up. Okay.
0: So why don't we like just continue to go through your race? So after you hit that one mile mark, and how did you feel at that point?
1: Uh, at the one mile, I did not feel as well as I was hoping to. I okay. hit it just under five. And just
0: under five,
1: and I know, <laughs> and I wasn't feeling great. So,
0: this, this right there, okay, some of you listening might like tune out right now, like I tend to sometimes do. Because he, my husband, he is just on a whole different level, and what is good and not good to him is completely different than what is good and not good to pretty much 99% of the rest of us. So, I want. Us to also realize that racing and running is all relative. You know, Kevin just started with a five minute mile in his 5K and said he wasn't feeling great. Whereas I would have to pretty much sprint and there'd be no way that I could ever hit one mile in five minutes. So he's doing that in the middle of a 5K, but it's all relative. I know that I'm pushing my body as much as I can. He knows what his body can do. So just because the times on the clock are different doesn't mean that his body was hurting any less than my body or any more than my body was hurting, or it does hurt when I push myself to my limits, right? right? And it's the same thing with the the person that runs a 30-minute 5K or a 40-minute 5K. If you're pushing your body to those absolute limits you know that feeling and that's the same feeling for you as it probably is for him it's that it's that feeling of pushing your body to that max
1: right and and a mile into the 5k you should not quite feel like you're pushing it at the max and I felt way too far I I was pushing too much for the time that I hit and the way that I was feeling. Like I I knew that I was pushing too hard to be hitting that pace with over two miles still to go.
0: Because normally if you were to hit a mile in that time, it shouldn't have felt that hard.
1: It should not have felt that hard. Okay. One of the other guys in my race totally took my my mid racing strategy, which I was actually just talking to you about. I was asking some of the high school kids that, that I coach, I'm like, do you ever joke to the people in the middle of the race? Like just make any comment, you know? And I've done this in like two miles since I've been in high school. The two mile is eight laps of the track. And I specifically remember one time coming around and there's a guy after one lap who stands there and goes, seven laps to go. Like, yes, we all know. We all know we ran one lap. We have seven to go. And the one time I made the comment like, hey, who wants to push this guy on the way by? And like three people around me started laughing and it just it totally changed the race. But it lets the people around, you know, hey, I'm feeling awesome. Even if you're not, it gives the illusion, I'm feeling so good that I can casually make a joke in the middle of it. And one of the guys I was racing with started yelling and joking to the guy on the lead bike. Hey, looking looking good from this direction. And I was like, oh, that is my joke. Like, that's not okay. That's, <laughs> that's my racing strategy to get into other people's heads.
0: Yeah. And, you're, and he's using it to get into yours. Yeah. Right. So... Okay, so about halfway through the race, then I know I saw you. you were on the other side of the lake, and that's when you kind of started to fall back.
1: I started to fall back. The first two guys were going for it, um, and they were they really started pushing and Third and fourth both started falling back. I fell back more, but I was looking at the pace of the guy in front of me and his form was breaking down. I knew mine was breaking down too, but I thought if I just pull back a little bit, I might be able to regroup and get this guy towards the end of the race. At that point, I was trying to stay somewhat in touch with one and two, but I didn't think I had one. The guy in first looked really strong. He did. There was no break in stride. He was cranking. Mm -hmm. Two he had dicey form to begin with and three, his form had changed around the one mile mark. So I thought, okay, I I still got a shot at this. I I was not feeling great, but I just, you know, Hey, this is how I feel now. Let's see what I can still do for the next mile and a half.
0: Okay. So that's good. So physically then, how were you feeling when you came around to like the two, two and a half mile mark?
1: Uh all right so I saw you guys just a little bit before the two and you have to go under a bridge and it's not like it's this huge down and up thing but just changing your stride to have like four strides to go under a street and then four strides to go back up on the other side is like I don't know who put this mountain in the middle of the race but <laughs> that's a terrible idea and for anybody who comes from somewhere besides super super flat South Florida, uh sorry, but actual hills we we don't do those down here <laughs> um, it It was rough, and I saw the two mile mark, and i thought okay this is this is painful at the two, I actually like slightly pulled up off to the side just to catch my breath like. It it was not going smooth. I pulled off to the side. You actually stopped? I stopped for a second and just kind of like stretched my arms up over my shoulders just to catch my breath. I stopped for like three seconds. Oh, wow. And just pulled up. And that, mentally, that was me telling myself, hey, I can, I can pull back. And I didn't lose any ground on the guy. Like if I just stopped for a second and i maybe, maybe two or three seconds, that's all it took. And then I got back into it and it gave me the mental break of having to push steadily for 16, 17 minutes.
0: That's really interesting. Do you think that it gave you that mental break and then recharged you? Or was that like, also kind of saying to yourself, like, it's okay that I'm not feeling this right now. Like, could that have been a negative thing that you took that break?
1: It was both. Okay. It gave me the mental break because I was able to surge after that. I knew exactly where all the twists and turns were for the last part of the course. I'm like, if I take this break and I can still catch third place at this point, I think I've got him. And so I took that like three second. I I should have been able to do it while still running, but I was just, I was off. I had been pushing through pain for the last mile and a half and so i just stepped off for a second took a breath and got right back into it and it was just just enough of a mental break that i was able to catch that kid by uh there was a point where i know exactly where the half mile to go in the race is, and and i caught him right at that spot
0: okay and that's when you decided to make your move to try to pass
1: i tried to pass him And it's like, it's off on the backside of the course. There's no one back there at all. It's totally dead quiet. And I I went to pass him there and I did. And about four steps after passing him, it it occurred to me, I don't have enough to pull away from him right now. Mm -hmm. So I slowed down, not like... I didn't pull off again, but I slowed down enough that he could come up right next to me. Okay. So I didn't want him drafting off me for the rest of it, but I knew that I did not have enough in me to pull away. So I just pulled up so that we were running side by side. Okay. And then I tried to, to, you know, wait until I thought I was going to have enough to make it all the way to the finish.
0: Okay. And then what happened?
1: So then I saw you at like, I don't know, th- around a, that
0: was like the three mile mark just before it.
1: Yeah. I saw you with about a quarter mile to go. Um, and I, I went for it I'm like, it's a quarter mile. It's a lap of the track. I got a lap of the track and it turns out I did not have a lap of the track.
0: Yeah. So you started <laughs> pulling away. I, I saw you take off and I was like, all right, he's got this. He's got third place. And then you just pulled up and stopped yeah. running.
1: Yeah. You were cheering. Girls were cheering. They were like, it was, you got this. And, and I was trying to tell myself, yes, yes, you do. Like just block it out. You can see the finish line. It's a straightaway to the finish line. Just get there. And I made it to the three so I made it about 200 out of the 400 meters and like, I, I don't know, too many thoughts were in my head. I'm trying to make things positive. I'm trying to block out any negative. I'm just trying to get there and I don't know. I just, I pulled off to the side. My, my right leg just wouldn't work properly. Yeah. And- I was
0: worried that you had pulled something like because it kind of looked that way because you kind of like... Your, your body just kind of pulled up all of a sudden, and then your arms kind of went up in the air, and then you basically just stopped running, and I said to myself, Oh my gosh, did he just hurt himself? Did he just pull a hamstring like what in the world just happened
1: yeah i don 't know like i, I don 't looking back right now i 'm still not even sure what the sensation was I had right there it was there was just so much going on. And at the end of most races, I've got a lot of fatigue, I'm I'm tired, I'm trying to just like spot the finish line and get there. And there was like, there were too many voices in my head. There was just so much input that I, I don't know, I, I think I overthought the, the whole thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it kind of sounds like that could be. So I ran, like I started running in your direction and you kind of just waved me away and, and you jogged into the finish basically from that point on.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: So... All right, so that was kind of how the race went. So it was basically a, a physical and a mental breakdown by the end of the race.
1: Yeah, by the end. I mean, yeah, I saw you afterwards, and it was like, hey, what what happened there? Are you okay? And it's like, no, no, I'm I'm not.
0: No, he was not okay.
1: <laughs> which, which I'm also really upset about because they've got a great post race, and I was just miserable. And, you know, the girls were with me, and they wanted to go get, like, treats from the, the table over there and this table, and I was... I was not in a good place. I was not happy about it. I I felt like I had let people down. I had let myself down. You know, the girls are there cheering and, and, and I just, I didn't do it. I didn't do it for me or for them. I just, I came up short.
0: Yeah. So that sucks. Yes. And Yes, it,
1: it really does.
0: And, but I think it's something that does happen to... Everybody at some point in time, at some point in time, a race does not go well and you feel disappointed in yourself and you feel like you let yourself down or other people down. It depends on kind of the circumstances, but that race did not go well for you. So let's recap a little bit. We started to kind of recap throughout here, but let's go through some of the physical issues that, that you had. Do you feel like you were prepared Properly for this race physically.
1: No. No, there's there's like 5k race specific preparation to do. And my training over like the last few months, basically my training during uh high school track season has just been really scattered. Right. Like I'm I'm fit but i'm not in a place to race a 5k at my best
0: with when that kind of competition shows up like those yeah. young 25 year olds that are like in peak condition yeah that are really going to be pushing that race you were not ready for that
1: no no i mean to hang with them and and i can physically hang with them but not with what i was bringing today not with oh i'll try and get a workout in this one and oh i've got to meet on this day so i'm not going to be able to get in my run or you know i stayed up late grading papers and and i can't get in quite as much mileage as i want and i'm i'm, tr- I'm my training was not great race preparation it was scattered and when you get scattered training without a good direction on it it may go well and it may not go well like it's right. really like like maybe this works but there's there's no like this should work because there's not a specific plan for it
0: well there- i think that it like you said it can go either way part of it could be because you don't have that pressure like you didn't have that race prep pressure on yourself during the entire couple of months leading up to it. It was a race that you knew you wanted to do because, you know, you wanted to get that prize pack and everything. And it's a, it's a great race and a great cause and all of that. But you didn't have that mental focus in the couple of months leading up to that race. So in a way that takes the pressure off and could have been a good thing. But in the other, on the other hand, you also didn't prepare specifically for that race. So when competition shows up, that's going to really push that thing to a level to that level that you weren't quite ready for. It ended up being a bad thing in the end.
1: Right. In order to really hang with them, like to, to stay in like first or second place throughout, I mean, everything would have had to be spot on with this one. I mean, the guy that won it when it went 1530 or so. Right. So, I mean, that's that's moving. That's right. that's five minutes throughout.
0: Well, and that's you <laughs> said you were going into this race thinking that you could run sixteen thirty, and that's essentially what you did. Right. And you were really you could have gone if you hadn't pulled up in that last tenth, you could have gone faster than that.
1: I was yeah, I was on pace to get uh, I mean, through two miles and how I was feeling, you know, I, I, I recalculate and do the math as I'm going throughout. And I thought that I was going to be able to come in around 16:15, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think I came in just a little over 1630.
0: Right. And, and that's with the two pull-ups, which right. is cool, but it wasn't 1530. There's a major <laughs> difference between yes. that one minute at that pace. Oh, there's a,
1: there's a big difference there.
0: Okay. What about nutrition? And how did your stomach feel? Because you told me that you weren't feeling so great stomach-wise.
1: I mean, I wasn't feeling great last night even. And I don't know if it's, if it's dinner. Like, I haven't been feeling that great stomach-wise for the past few days. And I'm not sure what's really going on. Um, but the last few, like, workouts that I've been pushing it through, because the last few weeks, like, I've been pacing, like, our top – two miler in high school. And I had one where I was really pushing myself on a morning workout around our neighborhood. And the rest of that day and the day after, like my stomach's just not been recovering as nicely as it normally does. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know if that was, that was an issue. Like I didn't, I wouldn't say that I had stomach issues per se, but um, I'm not sure exactly how my body's working that right now.
0: Okay. So how do you feel like your nutrition played a role in this race? If at all, do you you feel like you had any nutritional issues?
1: Well, I mean, this is always one that that you like to bring up is making sure that I'm getting enough food into me as like a long-term thing, not even like specific. Did you make sure that you ate the right thing on race day morning? Like, yeah, I had my normal before race thing. I didn't have like an upset stomach. I didn't need to like sprint to the bathroom at the end I didn't pull up so we didn't have an accident with a quarter mile to go like that wasn't the issue but you always point out make sure you're fueling your body long term like did you show up fueled like with all your fuel tanks stored up and ready to ready to roll that day and I, I, I think the day before you know we had a birthday party my lunch didn't go super well I don't I don't think I ate enough food the day before
0: yeah I, I think I agree with that Um, And we're not talking about carbo-loading, because like we've talked about in previous episodes, you don't need to carbo-load for a 5K. No, definitely not. But... We're talking about just good nutrition throughout the week, making sure that your body is getting what it needs.
1: Yeah, I, I just didn't eat that much food, and and what I did eat was not the greatest. You know, it, we had we had a, a little kid birthday party in the middle of the day, and so I was trying to figure out what I can eat out of that that's not going to up my upset my stomach for the next day. And I think what I ended up doing was, in order to try and avoid foods that might upset me for the next morning, I just avoided foods. Period.
0: Right. And by the time we got home after we went to the store and everything else, there wasn't a lot of time between then and dinner, so you didn't really have a good lunch. Right. At all.
1: Yeah. Basically, I, I, I like really skimped on lunch and then didn't make up for it with dinner. Right. Because I... That part, I knew. I've played that game before. I've mm-hmm. tried to play catch-up with dinner, and then I end up still trying to digest while racing the next morning. That goes poorly. Yeah. That goes real bad for me.
0: Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> when, you, when you're racing the next day, it's definitely better to have your bigger meal of the day earlier be, in the day, yeah, like around lunch. lunchtime.
1: Unfortunately, lunch was my worst meal of the day yesterday. Yeah.
0: That's interesting. So, okay. So that was kind of the physical issues with the preparation and not having that race day uh, training schedule that you were very strict to and then the, some of the nutrition stuff. How were you on hydration?
1: I was good. I was fine on hydration. Okay, yeah. that's
0: good. Now let's kind of jump into some of those mental issues because like you said, you had tons of voices in your head there at the end and it, you were you were constantly fighting your own mind throughout the race when the negative thoughts would come in, you'd try to reframe them and make them positive. Let's talk a little bit about these mental issues that you had during the race.
1: All right, I think a, a big thing when you're racing is how you expect to feel versus how you actually feel. You know, in early on in the race, a minute in especially in a race that goes out super fast, you kind of expect to be breathing a little bit heavy, but you shouldn't be spent because you're only a minute into the race. Right By a half mile into the race, I was already feeling way more tired and my legs were feeling way more heavy than they should be.
0: So that was your reality. And your expectation was that you should be feeling very good at that point in time.
1: Right. And okay. so my body then immediately goes into this like automatic response. And yeah, like you can try and reframe things and adjust it, but you know there's this subconscious level that i know i know how fast i'm going and i know how i i normally feel when i'm going that fast and i was feeling worse than i normally feel at that pace right and so my body is then trying to slow down because it's saying hey when you run this pace, you should feel better than this. You're not feeling great today. Slow it down. This is going to be really painful.
0: And you have to say, no, 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 body. We are in the middle of a race. We cannot slow it down today.
1: And I had, to, I had to say that. No, no, no. We're still racing for two full miles, which is just hard to do. Knowing going into it that this is going to be that level of painful with two miles to go, I think I could have done better. I was not expecting to be in that much pain that early.
0: Right. And when you have 2 miles left in a 5k, you know you're less than halfway. I feel like once you pass that halfway mark mentally, it's a lot easier to continue to push yourself even beyond that pain.
1: That's funny. Does it
0: feel that way for you?
1: <laughs> okay, so there's a uh a crossover bridge where they have the they have a water station set up. Right. And right before I got it, you pass it at like just before the mile on the way out and just before the 2 mile on the way back and Um, well actually it's, it's like at 1.5 miles on the way back in. And the person at the water stop was talking to one of the race directors and said, how, how far are they right now? And he said one and a half. And she said, Oh, so they're like halfway. And I realized that one and a half is very close to the halfway point when it's a 3.1 mile race. But I thought to myself, no, no, we're not halfway. You stop talking. Like, I, I don't know. Like I was so pushing against because pain for every 10th of a mile that her cutting off that last 10th for me, like, oh, so they're like halfway. No, ha- halfway is all the way down that bridge and up to the other side. Like we're not quite halfway yet. Oh. And I, I don't know. It was not my day.
0: Yeah, it was definitely not your day. So, okay, there was definitely a difference between your expectation and re- and your reality today. Now, let's go back and talk about that racing curiosity mindset that you had kind of mentioned earlier. That's very interesting about just being curious about how this race is going to go. Walk us through that a little bit.
1: All right. So there's a few different like ways to, to reframe your mind while you're running, you know, don't let negative thoughts enter because negative thoughts pull you down they tend to they they've got some inertia to them once you go negative you tend to just keep going negative mm-hmm. so some people are like oh well you need to flip it and tell yourself that if you're feeling pain that means that you're pushing fast enough. That's a that's a positive feedback. No, no, no. You should be feeling sore cuz that means that you're racing correct. That's a good thing. Or just make it, it it seems to me that everything suddenly just becomes like sunshine and rainbows. Okay. And it it's not. It hurts. It's not sunshine and rainbows. The answer is ouch. So taking your negative thoughts and going that positive is tricky for me
0: because it's such a swing.
1: It's such a swing, right? It's saying, no, 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 we're going to go completely opposite of negative. This is not a bad thing at all. This is amazing how I'm feeling right now. And it, it's not like it, it hurts a lot.
0: Yeah. It's hard to do that because I've done that before in a race when I'm feeling that pain and I keep telling myself, it's okay. It feels great. This is so much fun and you don't believe it. You know, you're trying to tell it, tell yourself that, but you're not actually believing it. I remember in my 10th, NK, I went from, instead of going all the way to sunshine and rainbows, I just kept telling myself it's only pain. That was like the mantra that I was using because it hurts right. so bad and I couldn't get to the point where I was telling myself how great it was because it just hurts so bad. I just kept saying, okay, it's only pain. It's only pain.
1: Which is a neutral. That's yeah. not a positive. Right. And that kind of is the same, the same neutral as racing curiosity. Okay. Like, okay, well if this hurts and I have this much left in the race. I wonder how it's going to go. You know, I wonder what would happen if I tried to pick it up right here. I wonder what would happen if I just went a little bit easier for the next, like, 15 seconds. What if I take this little, like, downhill dip and just let my body relax? And yes, I'm going to lose contact with that person in front of me, but... Maybe they're going to push too hard on the uphill and I'll catch them towards the end. I wonder what's going to happen here. It goes to this, like, I wonder what I could do. It makes every race into just one giant experiment. And that's interesting. It's not positive. It's not negative. It's an interesting experiment to see what happens. Okay,
0: but then how does that actually affect you during a race then?
1: Well, it it blocks the negative. It blocks the negative without having to flip yourself all the way to a positive. Okay, and it, it worked well for me for for a good chunk of it until Today? I just... Yeah, until I had so many thoughts going at the end. And the one thing that didn't hit me at the end, and usually does almost every time towards the end of a race, I can get either you know, I either get enough of a boost from you and the girls cheering, or I've got. Some song stuck in my head that will get me across the finish line. Okay, something that is just an overwhelming positive. And this time, I think I was trying to do too much thinking at the end. I think I was trying to reframe things and like, oh, I wonder what happens if I go. Like, I didn't need the curiosity. Like, with thirty mm. seconds to go, I didn't need to keep trying to think about it. And I wonder what's gonna happen here. No, no, no. There's thirty seconds to go. Just push. It hurts. It hurts a whole heck of a lot. Go, go mm-hmm. now. Go, go, go. Mm-hmm. You. Can can block out the pain for those thirty seconds hmm. and just get to the line. Mm-hmm. And I was—I feel like I, I almost overthought it, and because of that, I ended up pulling up. And I don't know if I pulled up because of physical or mental issues. I honestly—and I've—I've been thinking about it all day. Because trust me, I've been thinking about it all day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've been thinking about it and really trying to stop being such a mopey jerk also yeah which i definitely was for a while post-race and i apologize that sucked well, that sucked for everybody around <laughs> that, was, that was not a nice person to be around
0: well mm-hmm. i know but i i think so thanks for the apology i mean but <laughs> I, I mean you were obviously very very disappointed in yourself post-race
1: yeah i was disappointed in myself and i felt like i had let people down and i know that you can say you didn't let us down you pushed really hard but i I feel like I could have done more.
0: That's the part that sucks.
1: That's that's the one. Yeah. You know, at, here in, at the end of, yeah. of high school track season, like we got we got districts and regions and everybody's trying to get to the end. And at the district race, I told so many kids, I said, I don't know what place you're going to get, but give it everything that you can today. You know, when you cross that finish line and you come back to the tent and I say, hey, was that as best as you could do today? Be able to say Yes. And if that means that you finished 6th, if that means that you finished 15th, come back to the finish line saying, hey, that's what I had today. Maybe that was what you had today was your best of the season. Maybe it wasn't, but it's the best that you had today. And I just don't think that I brought the best that I had today. I think I came up slightly short. And yes, I think... The difference between third and fourth is accentuating that I came up slightly short, but I really think that I could have, have made it, I I could have gone faster.
0: Mm -hmm. So you came up short today. Do you think that it was, I mean, it's, it, it kind of sounds to me like it was more mental than physical.
1: I would agree with that. Yeah. I think like, I'm really trying to, to go through and figure out all the, the mental side of this. There's so much mental to racing, you know, and, and we need to have a whole episode on just the pure mental aspect of what it, what it means to get tired in a race, Mm -hmm. um, or, or in any workout, but I was not prepared for that level of pain for that long. I I have not done the proper workouts. You know, we can talk about training for 5K and whatnot, but part of the 5K training is training your brain to be willing to be in that much pain for whatever period of time it is. You know, for me, it's 16, but for whoever it is, you need to be able to withstand that much pain for whatever time range you're looking at. That's what you have to be prepared for.
0: Right. And I remember something that you said to me, this is probably a couple of months ago, you were listening to another podcast or you're reading a book and they were – the people who you were listening to, their opinion was that the 5K was the hardest race distance because essentially as soon as that gun fires, you're basically redlining it for the entire race. So it's so much different than a half marathon or a marathon. Like clearly those are longer distances, so you have to push your body for much longer during those periods of time. But we're talking about the intensity that you have to – bring to the 5k versus at any other distance.
1: Right. The, the suggestion was that the 5k is one of the closest to a tight wire walk. You know, it's not redlining, but if you look on the car, you know, if you look on the dashboard, it's got that section of yellow and then orange and then red, and you're not going into the red, but you are as close to the red as you can possibly be without being in the red. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's your 5k race. Mm -hmm. It is how close can I be like... I to complete failure. I don't want to touch the fire, yeah. but I need to be darn close to it. Right. You know, I want to be warmed by the fire, but if you stand too close to it, you're burned. Mm-hmm. That's the question is how close can you possibly stand? How much pain are you able to endure if you go ever so slightly too far, it could fall apart?
0: Yeah, and that is so mental. <laughs> it's, it's so that mental. That is so mental. Like, like allowing yourself to push yourself to that level of pain. I, I even make an analogy to some of my patients when I'm working on them, when I am doing certain like scar tissue releases and that kind of stuff, that stuff hurts. And they say to me, can I do this by myself at home? And I said, kind of, (laughs) No." but you are not able to inflict the same amount of pain on yourself that I can because you're, you will just naturally not massage yourself as hard as I will.
1: Right. Because the body tries to protect itself.
0: Right. Exactly. And so you're constantly trying to push that barrier and trying to overcome that need to protect yourself and tell your body to basically just shut up.
1: Yes. Yeah. Your your body, every sign of fatigue, every bit of exhaustion and tiredness and, and pain and everything is just your body saying, this is not a good idea. You should stop doing this.
0: Yeah. So what are your kind of final thoughts on this race f- just for today. And and again, like we said, this is race day. He still hasn't completely processed this. So this is kind of a raw episode, com- some of his raw thoughts coming down like a couple hours after the race. So, what are some of the takeaways you want to
1: Yeah, this is leave this is with? a lot of uh, of unfiltered as best as as we can still keep it a PG, you know, podcast here. Um the takeaway prepare For whatever it is you're doing, you know, whatever venture you're going for, make sure you have the appropriate level of preparation, physical, mental, from all angles, make sure that you are fully prepared. I was not fully prepared when they fired the gun this morning and it led to uh, a less than ideal outcome, you know, total preparation. That's the key.
0: Okay. Anything else?
1: Um be ready for unexpected things and kind of accept what you can bring versus what's outside of you. You know, it kind of references back to, I mean, the Boston marathon was, was earlier this week and uh, no one, no one was prepared for 32 degrees and freezing rain. Right. No one wanted that. And no one was quite sure how everyone around them was going to be able to handle it. Show up and bring the best you can. And as long as you're, you're, bringing what you can bring to it, it's hard to be disappointed in the results. Bring everything that you can possibly bring and that's that's the best you got.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I think that's kind of a good place for us to wrap this one up. Like always, we thank you guys for spending this time with us. If you're interested in some of our Programs, you can head on over to realliferunners.com to check them out. And if you like this episode, please go over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps so much. We love seeing the reviews, we love the feedback that you give to us. It helps us to make this show what it is, and it helps us to tailor these episodes to things that you guys actually want to hear about. So, Leave us a review on iTunes. Give us some feedback. You can email us. The link is in the show notes for all of that stuff. So check out the show notes for all of that information. And thank you for spending this time with us. And we will catch you guys next week.